Well, hello, hello, everybody, all our thousands of listeners out there of the Wellness Coaching Conversation. This is Brian Douglas, along with the amazing Lori Legault, as we come at you with another foray into the sometimes interesting minds that we possess and our conversations about the coaching profession. So welcome, Lori. It's good to see you. Good to see you too, Brian. Thanks. So we're going to jump right into it, y'all. Lori and I had a, a really fascinating conversation that we thought, oh my gosh, this is this is an episode right here. Um, and it really, I'm just going to say it has to do with confidence. And I want to go ahead and kick it over to you, Lori, and let you start it off because I think you've got a lot to say and I can't wait to hear it. Okay. Well, thank you so much for always setting me up so nicely. Um, and so our, our topic is confidence. And the reason that I was thinking about this is because I feel like whenever people come to us for any kind of coaching, there's always this under layer of a lack of confidence, mm -hmm. which is a lot of times why the change has been hard for them to do on their own. True. And I personally work a lot with confidence with students that I meet and also, you know, adults that I speak to sometimes who are wanting to transition into like a new thing in their life of any kind. Um, I mean, I didn't even tell you this, Brian, but like one common thing among my my friend group right now is that lots of my friends have kids who just graduated from college or sorry, not college high school. Mm -hmm. They just graduated from high school, like last week. And this is new in my life because my kids are about that age. And so now all of a sudden people are, you know, I think I went to like six graduation parties last weekend. Oh. And, um, so then it leaves the parents specifically mothers to go, holy cow, like I'm, I'm approaching empty nest time mm. and what I want to do. And if there's been like things they've been thinking about doing, it's that confidence to maybe go in a new direction. Wow. But then also with students that I work with at the university that I do coaching at confidence is a huge topic around exam skills, especially when they have failed a class or failed an exam, their confidence goes way down. And so with all of those combined, I just feel like confidence is a huge topic, but I also feel like it's probably a topic in your coaching world. Wow. Yeah. I can't wait to delve into this. And absolutely. You know, I think that, that in the career arena, especially in the job market that that we currently experience um confidence is shaken mm. it just is and one of the i think one of the most enjoyable and gratifying parts of the role that i play as somebody who who both offers career coaching and does resume work for folks is giving people an objective reality of their capabilities and what they've actually done, their accomplishments. And almost invariably, the response I get is, oh, I had no idea I could do all that. I, I you know, and, and so I think it, it, what it does to me is it kind of um, identifies maybe an implicit bias that most of us have from these, these beliefs that, that were probably put upon us when we were young. And then we created these scripts around them of, our worth and our value and our capabilities and all those things inform confidence. And, and I think 
you know, helping people recognize a what they have accomplished and all the things that they bring to the table certainly can help help them kind of reinforce positive belief in themselves, but then also B, to take a step back from that and maybe think about everything that a person is outside of what they do. Because I think you hit on a really important topic when we think about parents who are going to become empty nesters, their identity has been what they do. You know, they're, 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 we're, we're parents our whole lives, but the active role of parenting, which is a job, is what we do while the kids are in the house. And so that identity of what we do gets really wrapped up. And so then when it's all of a sudden taken away, I think there is a crisis of confidence because, oh my God, if I'm not that, then what am I? And so I think exactly. it's a, it's fertile ground for exploration to mm -hmm. figure out those things that transcend anything that we do. You know, I think that 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 is a much healthier direction to go in. So I'd love to hear more about kind of what you do with the folks that you work with. Yeah. Well, it's just interesting to me how if you ask someone to describe like, what do you do? What have you done? Um, th their description is usually very like vague and <laughs> not exciting, you know? Yes. And so of course you think everybody else is far more skilled than you, far more talented than you have, you know, reached better heights in their career and their mm. life in all these different ways. And it's just very sad how we often fail to see our own successes. And yet, of course, there is a modesty that comes along with that. I mean, if you do think yeah. that you're like the most amazing person, well, that's a problem too. <laughs> and so you have to bring those people back to reality sometimes, but um, but that's not usually how, who we deal with in coaching. And so True. I feel like as a coach, it's often our job to help people really take a look at what they've accomplished and um, introducing some tools to really see that they've done things in the past that have propelled them forward in some big ways mm. and you know, the ways in which I've done this for people is, um, I often will send them, there's some really great tools that you can use from positive psychology on this. Uh, and yeah. so there's very simple tools where you simply ask people to answer these questions of, you know, um, what do you think you're good at? What would other people say you're good at, uh, which are two different things. Great question. Um, who do you surround yourself with that brings out the greatness in you? Uh, some other questions I think are really cool are list some accomplishments that you've had in the past five years, list at least one accomplishment you've had this week. Mm. And, you know, I rem remind people those accomplishments could simply be, you know, crossing off a task you've been wanting to cross off on your to-do list or finishing a project that you've started and you just, you know, haven't finished yet or, you know, completing all of your exercise for the week or it could be anything, you know, but really getting people to see the, the larger picture of accomplishments, the smaller of a picture of accomplishments mm -hmm. and often getting themselves out of their own head and, um, and being able to, uh, like 
write it down on paper so that it looks like it's exciting. And mm. what I mean by that is like, maybe use a thesaurus to describe some of the mundane words that you might otherwise put down, like went to do this, you know, facilitated this presentation. Well, use better wording so that it actually sounds as magnificent as it really was. Mm. Like, who did you impact? How did that affect them? How did that affect you? Like really getting to see that you do great things daily and, um, you know, we're always looking towards that next goal, but we don't always acknowledge what we've already done. And so I feel like these little building blocks, when you work with somebody on them can really help them to build their confidence towards whatever goal they're working on with you and coaching. Wow. Yeah. I, I, that, that really resonates, you know, especially in what I think is kind of at, taken to an extreme is a societal dysfunction where it's like, we're only focused on what's next, what's next, constantly striving, 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 instead of recognizing that sometimes being in the moment who we are mm -hmm. is enough. And, and I'm curious, how do you, how do you use these tools? Like, do you assign this as homework? Do you actually kind of, um, ask these questions in session and then what's the response of the people that you work with to these exercises? Yeah. So that's a great question, Brian. I mean, depending on what I'm doing. So in my work, I either work one-on-one -on -one with people or I work in large groups. And for example, just this week, I taught a group of 60 students uh, about confidence, strengths, and values in a presentation style. But mm. I asked them in the beginning to get out a couple pieces of paper and a pen. And I said, I would like you to write some things down as we go through this. And uh, we, I asked them to start answering the questions, but then I asked them to email me their answers more elaborately mm. later. So I want them to get started because we know that some, sometimes people won't get started on things like that. They're like, Oh, that's a good idea. I don't really want to do it, you know? <laughs> and so, but I go, okay, let's get started. And I'll show them a list of things as well, just to help them get started. So for mm -hmm. example, one of the things that we did this week is we talked about the importance of identifying your values. And again, there's a really cool values mm. tool on positivepsychology.com where it talks about why it's important to identify your values. There's a huge list of words that describe your values. And then you can infuse those words into almost like your own little manifesto as to like, I am going to use like if you look at the word and you go, that word really resonates with me and my values, then you put it into a sentence Ooh. and, and you pick five of those. And then I ask them to email them to me, which I don't really care what it says. It's just that they did it. And then they have that to fall back on and look mm. at. And what I talk about with values is that values guide you when you're not sure what to do, you look yeah. at your values list and you go, okay, these are the things that I want to base my decisions on, you know, mm -hmm. and why that helps with confidence is because then when you are doing an activity that you're also identifying ways in which you have 
utilized your confidence towards accomplishments, it all ties back into each mm -hmm. other and allows you to like have a road map, <laughs> map road map back to how you're going to deal with certain situations as you encounter them. I don't know if that all makes sense, but that's kind of the way I describe it. Yeah, it does. It, it's it's almost as if you're you're helping people step outside themselves and see see what drives them and see what's really important to them from an objective perspective and and kind of then having that as as a template to live their life. Not not that hey, I had to go to somebody else to be told what to do or to or to figure out what was important to me. It's more of this diagnostic tool helped me understand at a greater depth who I am and what drives me and then I can use this in other areas of my life moving forward. So mm -hmm. it it almost feels like it's something that helps demystify uh that that part of the psyche and and help people really kind of see in the moment choices that they're making and in the future goals or actions that they want to pursue and they can align all of that with the things that they already know are important to themselves is that oh yeah that yeah. makes complete sense and you know it, sometimes it part of the task is them going and asking other people to answer some of their questions because mm. if they're very low when they're seeing you, they can't think of the things that they want to put, you know? That's a good point. That's a good point. I'm curious how, how do, cause you know, a, a group of 60, that's a lot. That's a bit, that's a big group, right? Yeah. And so I'm curious if you can talk a little bit about the differences in maybe how people, how the, the process works when it's a group like that versus when you're meeting with somebody one-on-one. -on -one. I mean, do you notice any differences in, in terms of maybe the level of vulnerability people are willing to explore? I mean, and, and ultimately how do people respond? Because it, it feels valuable to me. Um, I, I love the VIA, the, uh, you know, the character strength survey, which sounds like it's a real parallel to this. And and so I, I'm just curious to hear more. Yeah. It's funny you brought up the VIA strength survey, because that is something that I also included in that presentation mm. of something that I felt like people could definitely benefit from, especially if they are having trouble thinking of things to put down, that it gives them also some you know, some validation that they have a lot of strengths to add to their, um, their list of, of, of things that they're confident in things that they, uh, their accomplishments, what they're good at, uh, it all ties together so beautifully. But, um, so with this group of 60 people, um, I used an interactive software tool where people actually use their phones hmm. to answer questions. And so it's anonymous but I ask questions like one of the questions I asked to the group was, what does it look like when you observe somebody who's confident and people uh -huh. uh, chimed in on that. And so, um, I mean, I can even, you know, I, I, the question was describe a confident person, people put sure-footed, strong, no hesitation, prepared. They trust themselves. They're brave and passionate. They're optimistic. They're self-aware. They're outspoken. So they all typed in these, I said one to two words to describe that. And, um, and so when they did that, it gave other people 
ideas. And I think it was um, a good brainstorming tool for everybody. So that was cool. And then I also gave examples of, um, of what it feels like to build a list of your values. Mm. So that was part of it as well. That's cool. And it, it occurs to me that you you also create a beautiful opportunity for people to explore the discrepancy between the reluctance that they often have when, when you know, ascribing anything really positive to themselves and their abject willingness to describe other people in the most heroic terms. And, and so there's a, there's a big, big piece of discrepancy there that, you know, is ripe for exploration and can really help people kind of go, oh, wow. So if everybody kind of feels like that everybody else is better at stuff than they are, even the people that I think are amazing are thinking the same thing that I am. So really, we're kind of all in it together. You know, I feel like there's exactly. such a really cool yes. opportunity yes. to have that conversation. Well, and that's what we talked about. I said, okay, so everybody feels like confident people are walking around trusting themselves and they're brave and they're passionate and they're optimistic. Do you think that confident people are like that all the time? They never feel this sense of like low self-worth or self-confidence. And I'm like, you know, it's very... Uh, it's a very obvious answer. No, they don't always feel like that. They appear like that though. And that's what triggers us to think we're not good enough because they look so confident in the moment and we are lacking that in the moment. And so we don't think about the fact that this is something that is cultivated over Mm. and over again and how you really have to be your biggest cheerleader inside of your head to build yourself up every time you're doing something difficult again, or you're struggling, or you're not quite feeling like you're up to par with your peers, you know? Yeah. And so, um, or just taking a risk, I guess, just taking a risk in general and of any kind. And so it is so valuable. And um, I wanted to, to give the example of like, when people look at the list of values that you can see, an example of like how they would turn that into a sentence is that you could say that bravery is something that people are like, I want to be brave. Mm. So then you would say practicing bravery. What does that look like to you? And here's an example, stepping up in moments when you feel overwhelmed or afraid, but instead you choose to respond with brave action. So that would be an example of like choosing a word that resonates with you and then putting a sentence to it. I also like nurturing self-compassion. So Mm -hmm. creating a true friendship within by giving yourself permission to treat yourself the way you care for others. And so you can see like when you develop all these sentences around, you know, um, around your values, then your client can then take that and look at this and, and use it as a tool for when they want to propel into that goal that they've created mm. with you and how this all works together with confidence. It's so beautifully intertwined. Yeah, I love that. It really helping people put themselves in the story. 
You know, it's mm-hmm. like it, it's like they see other people as the star of the film, but really, it's all they've got to do is put themselves in that same role and say, "What would what would a brave action look like for me? What would a compassionate action look like for me?" And I think that feels so much less threatening than the the label of brave or the label of successful and to really kind of break it down and say, no, 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 bravery and success are habits. And each habit is made up of a series of replicable steps. Mm-hmm. And by by helping people recognize that they have the ability and in fact, probably the history of practicing bravery in individual instances that that can that can kind of help them with that that mental block. And, and I would feel like would also really pump up their confidence. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So like when I'm working one-on-one with somebody, you know, I would, I would again, start this with them and then take it as homework, but I feel like getting Mm. them started is important. And then, and then providing the accountability of, you know, either I would like you to email this to me within the next two weeks or bring it to your next session. If it's, you know, not very long from now, um, so that you can talk about it together and you can, create something else out of it, like towards the goal. Um, people also will do this values, do the, uh, via strengths assessment free online, and then cool to be able to come and talk about how those all work together. You know, I just think this, this is really valuable as part of the process somewhere in there, because again, we all need to realize our value and then weave in that confidence as to what's holding you back from Mm. whatever goal that you're trying to reach. And I just said this to a client yesterday, what will you look back in five years and wish you did different if you don't do the thing or if you do the thing, can you, can you take what your goal is look at your list of confidence and values and strengths and try to make options and choices around your goal so that when you look back, you go, I have no regrets Mm. on how I did things or when I did things or whatever it is, you know, this may sound very vague, but in my mind, I'm just piecing together a bunch of conversations that I've had with clients and how all of this weaves into that confidence to do the thing, to move forward to, you know, whatever it is they're trying to do to, yeah. to keep propelling them forward. Yeah. And that's such a powerful question too, to, to, to ask them to move into the future and, and look back mm-hmm. and, and say, what, what is going to be the difference between something that I'm glad and grateful for, or something that I regret and realize mm-hmm. that, well, guess what? You have the power to implement and affect that now. Yeah. You can you can change that outcome bef- you know, you you're not you're not stuck constantly in a reactive mode, but you can be proactive. Mhm. Exactly. Well, I just used that on myself the other day because there's a big decision I'm needing to make and I keep ruminating and I keep going back and forth like maybe I'll do this. No, maybe I'll do that. Maybe I'll do this. Maybe I'll do that. And I it's kind of a big decision I need to make. And I finally was like, okay, how can I look at this a different way so I can make a better decision, you know? And the way I chose to look at that is if I don't do this thing, how will I think about that choice in five years after? Mm. 
you know, and you can't always know. I mean, there's no way of knowing, but I finally came to the conclusion that I think I would have a big regret if I don't do it. And so I was like, well, then there's my answer, you know, but I feel like going back to the confidence piece with what you do, Brian, is when people have helped me with my career and my, um, like guided me, I feel like I didn't always want to put out there or I didn't see in myself how, how amazing or how cool or how many things that I had done that would, that would make me a good candidate for a position. Mm-hmm. I always kind of underplayed myself. And so that's where I feel like this confidence really comes into what you do as well. And I know you talked, yeah. you touched on that already a little bit, but. No, it, it's true though. It's true because I, I, I think that, um, being able to to for example look at a person's career path and even if it has been disjointed or or it's gone you know from one industry to the next to recognize that there are commonalities that that exist among even really really dissimilar roles and that by kind of winnowing those out and and identifying these these skills or or um abilities and saying hey look these these jobs might line might might not line up, but what you did and how you did it and what it took to get these things accomplished can take you anywhere. And I think that that again is divesting a person's identity a little bit from what they're doing and recognizing that there's a lot of value intrinsically, who they are and the things that they possess, whether they be material and tangible or whether they be kind of those, those skills and and things that they've learned along the way. Um, all of that can help provoke a, a seismic mindset shift. And mm. so much of what we accomplish, what we set out to achieve and then whether or not we actually do it comes down to that it comes down to the belief in ourselves and the more that we can the more we can help our clients recognize those things within them that can't be taken away the more rock solid their belief and their mindset can become because that's really what matters you know it, mm-hmm. it's like when you know that you can be unshakable no matter what you know, even if bad things happen, you're still you and you'll still you'll weather the storm. It might be tough, but at the end of the day, the things that you've lost can be replaced mm-hmm. because what you bring to the table is irreplaceable. Right, right. Oh, I love that. That's so powerful what you just said. And I think it's just it made me think of like how even if you're not looking for a job in your life at the moment. Sometimes writing a kind of a resume of like a lot of the significant things in your life that you've done that they're Mm. not necessarily your job, but like just other things that you've done, leaps that you've taken, like a timeline of things that you've done would be a really cool way of helping to build that confidence um, as part of the as part of the confidence building that we're talking about with values and strengths and all that. I never really thought of that until just now. Like be cool to have clients write down you know, start a starting point and maybe like a, a, 
five or a 10 year span, just like random things that come to mind as you're sitting together. Like, tell me your story and, and of anything that's even slightly significant. Mm. Like, when did you meet your best friend? How did you meet? What did that look like? Um, tell me that story. And in that, it's like, you come up with these little things that happened. Oh, I, I was going to do this. And then I did, you know, like just the timeline of certain things can really bring up this, like, oh, I forgot that I did that. I forgot I went there. I forgot I went on that big trip or whatever it is. Like, oh, you went on a big trip. Wow. That's really brave that you went and did this big trip overseas. Mm -hmm. And then, and then you just met some people because of that. And you know what I mean? Like it brings you back to like, oh, I've done some amazing things. That's so, true. Anyways. And it helps us, helps people overcome that recency bias and realize that, oh, you know, there's a lot in my life yeah. that I've done. And, and it's just because it's further back doesn't mean it's less important or less impactful. Exactly. Yeah. Mm. So whether you're actually looking for a job or you're just like wanting to cultivate some more, um, you know, re- remembering some of the big things that you've done or, or small things that you've done that have gotten you to where you are now, some sliding door moments, all those kinds of things, mm-hmm. you could do kind of a fun resume look back. So I love well, that. anyways, I feel like I feel like I'm starting to really get further along in this discussion <laughs> than I meant to, but this confidence and how to build it and how to talk about it with clients. I feel like mm. we've hit some points. I feel like we've hit some good ways Agreed. of doing that. Agree. I think there there are there are concrete tools out there. But there are also opportunities for us as coaches to really dance in the moment to listen and ask powerful questions to help people kind of see themselves in a different light. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. And we can continue this talk, you know, because, um, we certainly can infuse all of these into coaching conversations in many different ways. So we can kind yes. of end here today, Agreed. but we can keep talking about other ways that you get your clients to to like have a spark, right. And have like an aha moment, which is always a fun thing in coaching. So. Absolutely agree. And we both can talk. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So yeah. But next week we have uh, our first guest. Can't wait. It's going to be exciting, especially for all you coaches out there who are working in the health and wellness space, especially with startups. It's going to be really interesting and you don't want to miss it. Oh, cliffhanger. All right. Well, thank you for the conversation today, Brian. And I look forward to the next one. You too, Lori. Take care. Okay, you too.